The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Lifting up his eyes to heaven, Jesus prayed, saying, Holy Father, I pray not only for them, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, so that they may all be one, as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, that the world may believe that you sent me, And I have given them the glory that you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may be brought to perfection as one, that the world may know that you sent me, and that you loved them even as you loved me. Father, they are your gift to me. I wish that where I am, they also may be with me, that they may see my glory that you gave me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Righteous Father, the world also does not know you, but I know you, and they know that you sent me. I made known to them your name, and I will make it known that the love with which you loved me may be in them, and I in them. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. This morning, we celebrate the seventh Sunday of Easter and kind of closing out the Easter season. Next week, we'll celebrate the Feast of Pentecost and the coming of the Holy Spirit. And in the gospel today, our Lord kind of reveals to us the intimacy in his relationship with the Father. And this passage in the 17th chapter of John's Gospel has become one of my favorite parts of Scripture to read and and one that I go back to over and over and over again and and a prayer that I pray for, for the church and especially like for my brother priests because it is Jesus' own prayer for his disciples And he prays over and over and over again that they may all be one. That they may all be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you. That they also may be in us. And so our Lord reveals to us his union with the Father and, and the unity between him and the Father. And then he prays that all of his disciples will share in that unity, will share in that oneness. And he prays this prayer right before going to the Garden of Gethsemane and going into his passion and and going to the crucifixion. And, 
And it's, it's pretty interesting because he prays this prayer over them for union and unity. And, and then he goes and he's arrested and, and then all of them scatter. And we know that Peter goes and, and Peter denies him three times and we don't know what happened to the rest. Judas betrays him. John is the only one that remains with him throughout his passion and death and at the foot of the cross. And so everybody's kind of scattered. And then a short time later, they'll all be gathered together again. And that prayer for unity will be fulfilled in them as they gather for Pentecost in the same place that Jesus prayed this prayer. They gather around the Blessed Mother and the Holy Spirit descends upon them. And it's our Lord's intention that, that there be unity and that we all like, share in that unity. And, and yet, from the beginning of the church, there's been division. And in our own time, there's division. And division is always the result of, of fear and individualism and isolation and closing in on ourselves and a reluctance to surrender to our life, to the care of another person. And it's a temptation that plays out over and over and over again. It's a temptation that plays out in our own hearts. And this prayer for unity that our Lord prays, he, he prays it not only for them, but for those who will believe in me through their word. And, and so that line is so important because it means that as Jesus prays this prayer, he was praying for each and every one of us. Because he wasn't just praying for the, his disciples in that room with him. He was praying for them and everybody that they would preach the gospel to and everybody that they would preach the gospel to and everybody that they would preach the gospel to until finally it includes each and every one of us. That, that his intention for us is that we be one as he is one with the Father. And we face those same temptations against unity right now and and there's division that exists in our world there's division that exists over ideologies there's a division that exists over what it means to be a human being there's division that exists within the church about various things and and whenever we find ourselves in the midst of that kind of division or in the midst of confusion or facing the kind of horrible violence that we've seen over the last week the only place for us to go is towards our Lord. The only place for us to go is to the Father. And to ask our Lord to fulfill this prayer in us. Because he is the only one that matters. Like He is the one that is the source of our security and the source of our safety. He's the one that brings peace into the world. He's the one that brings unity when there's division. The oneness of the church, it comes about because each of us in our own way is united to our Lord and, and because we're all united to the one person, Jesus. It's there that we find our union with one another. It's there that we experience 
true friendship and true community. And our union with each other, it, it comes about because we have this common experience that, that we were sinners and Jesus entered into our life in a particular way and changed everything. And we continue to go to him and ask him to do that over and over and over and over and over again. Because the goal of the spiritual life is, is that we not be divided against ourselves, among ourselves, but that we be united with him. And when that union of hearts happens, when, when his prayer is fulfilled and And he comes to dwell in us just as much as the Father has dwelt in him. And and we enter into that relationship that he has with the Father. The fruit of that is that we begin to to think and act more and more like Jesus thinks and acts. And, And we see that very clearly in the Acts of the Apostles where Stephen, who's the first martyr, in the midst of, of division that had entered into the church from the very beginning, is being stoned. And, and in that place of persecution, in that place of suffering, in that place of division, he looks up to heaven and he sees Jesus standing at the right hand of God. In the midst of that trial, he just looks to our Lord. And then he speaks the words that our Lord speaks. Jesus, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit, which calls to mind our Lord's own words on the cross when he said, into your hands, Lord, I commend my spirit. Lord, do not hold this sin against them, which calls to mind the words of Jesus when he says, Father, forgive them. They know not what they're doing. And it is his unity with our Lord, his union with our Lord, that then becomes a witness to others. And it becomes the fulfillment of Jesus' prayer because our Lord's prayer for union and unity and the fact that we are all one as he is one with the Father, he says, is so that the world may know that you sent me. So the world may know that you sent me. And there's one particular person who witnesses this in the life of Stephen who shortly thereafter will be on the way to Damascus and and the Lord will appear to him and say, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And Stephen's witness prepares St. Paul's heart for his coming conversion that he'll have when he encounters Jesus on the way to Damascus. And then he becomes the greatest missionary of the early church. And in him, there is the fulfillment of of this prayer that our Lord prayed. And so for us in our own place, in our own time, in our own families, in our own parish,
we definitively live in a time where it's necessary that we beg our Lord to fulfill this prayer in us. That our own hearts be drawn closer and closer to him. That in the midst of our own confusion, our own anxieties, our own fears, our own worries, that we look to the heavens and we see that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. We place our trust in him. And we pray that our own hearts may be truly united to his, so that we speak the words that he speaks and we act in the way in which he acted. So that our own witness, which is so needed in our world, will bear witness to the fact that the Father has sent Jesus into the world. That the abundant life is possible. That that perfect love casts out fear. And so today let us pray that, that these words of our Lord truly become effective in our own lives, in our own hearts, in our own families, in our own parish. And that as we grow in union with him, that our community will continue to grow stronger and truly be a light that shines in the darkness of our culture.